cancer, real and raw. From Help Harry, Help Others. Welcome to our next podcast, Cancer Real and Raw. I'm Georgie Mosley and I'm the founder of Help Harry, Help Others Cancer Charity, a charity that's been built through personal experience of cancer and one that was really as a family frustrated by the gaps that we saw firsthand and Help Harry, you know, was built to really try and tackle this from our drop-in cancer support centre where we support both adults and children affected by any type of cancer. Whether you're the patient, the relative, the carer and the friend, Anyone who's affected needs support, and that's what we're here for. And I'm Tracy, and I'm one of the counsellors here at Help Harry Help Others. And I'm in this next podcast meeting with a group of people who are just talking about loss as a result of cancer. Some of the losses may surprise you because loss doesn't just happen when a person loses their life. It happens way before then, in this particular instance, when cancer first enters their life. So there may be some things that you're a little bit surprised to hear, or maybe there's some things that you really resonate with. This is a very honest conversation and discussion where they're very honest about their thoughts and their feelings. They really do tell it like it is. And some of what they say is actually quite difficult to listen to and hear. But if you're up for it, listen in. And hopefully you might get something that just inspires you or maybe just makes you feel not quite so alone on your journey. What we are talking about in this session is what you guys feel, or not even feel what you have actually lost as a result of cancer and often when people talk about loss they think of when somebody or something has died so there's a bereavement there but actually there's there's still a grief and bereavement over other things that aren't necessarily just somebody dying but as a result of cancer you guys have lost lots of different things oh, I lost my mobility really I mean I know I'm 74 but I was quite fit in a way, and they did say that they were complaining that the lymphedemas come from having the chemo and that. But I've got a little mobility scooter, I thought, well, you know, rather than. They all, all the family laugh when I got it and that, but no, I wouldn't be without it because that is sometimes, not always, that's my legs for me to get. Yeah. So what what was it like for you losing your mobility after being so um, fit and able? I was broken actually because even now I, I can get upset. Greg loves walking and when we go away and we've got the dog and that now and I'm trodden blind on that. Well I bought a bigger one now. I sometimes look and I think I wish, because he's always ahead and he's ahead with the dog whereas before yeah. we walked together. So that sometimes, I don't let it get to me too much because I think, well, at least you still can walk. But it's changed something you enjoyed doing together. Yeah. It's made it different. Yeah, it has. So we have lost, I lost the mobility and we've lost that little bit. Because sometimes I'm walking too fast and I, and I think, well, why should you slow down for me? Now the big bikes come, I'll be going there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's just that. I do feel mm. sometimes, you know, because mm, he's like going thing. up the mountains, snowing and... 
and stuff. I can't do such a stuff like that now, but like I said, I'm still here and I can still do something, so mm -hmm. I try not to let get me down that that much. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That's the obvious, I lost my breast. But with that, I lost my dignity when I had to stand there and have people draw on me, when I had to put my arms beyond my head for radiotherapy and be strapped down and have people drawing on me and feeling so vulnerable. Um, so, yeah, it had a knock-on effect on everything, my confidence. Mm. So I've lost my confidence. I've lost massive parts of my relationship because I don't let anybody see me without yeah. my clothes on. You know what I'm saying? Like last night, it's boiling hot and I'm still there in a false breast that weighs so much and is so uncomfortable. And yet I'm still wearing it with a bra and a T-shirt to go to bed because I don't want my kids to walk in right. and see me without a sheet on because if you've been cold, I know I'll keep the sheet up. Yeah. Or like when I'm in the bath and someone walks in, I'll throw myself to the side so that you can't see me. And it's horrible to have to live like that, but that's mm. how I've had to live now. Yeah. because of what's been taken away from me. So in some ways, there's a bit of... You've lost a bit of freedom to just... To be myself. Be yourself, yeah. yeah. Because, you, you know, I mean, I, a couple of times I have gone on without it. I did it on holiday, but that's just... You know, it took a lot to do that. But before then, I'd gone out once when I'd got an infection in my scar. I'd got an uh, abscess in my scar, so I couldn't wear anything. And I was out walking with my friend and somebody did a double look. Mm. Now, it's obvious, you know what I mean? I'm a big girl on one side and nothing on the other, so it was obvious. But although she didn't say anything, and she probably didn't mean to, the fact that she double-looked yeah. stripped me and I went straight back in and that was mm. it. Never went back out the house yeah. about it again. So on a comparison, yeah, that's made me feel I haven't lost as much. What you just said, for me, I've still got a scooter out there that I can get about with where you lost quite a few things really didn't you in that respect yeah but it's, it's no I'm not saying you made me feel yeah, but it's just... I'm weighing up my situation now and I think well I'm 74 more you've got so I'm I'm thinking compared to you because you're young and yeah. what you've gone through I mean I get it back I'm down for reconstruction but it's in two parts so yeah. you know it'll be another couple of years at least before I'm back to anything and scars I can cope with you know it's not my scars I'm ashamed of they're my battle scars. It's, I don't know, it's a really weird feeling, isn't it? it it's just weird that yeah. I'm flat one side and not the other. Yeah, you've lost I'll, something I'll, part of you. Yeah. I've lost what made me a woman. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's what's been taken away. Yeah. And obviously then there's other things that come with the menopause being thrown on me. More I could have still there. been having children, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you say, but chemo's made we go into the menopause and it, ta it takes away mm. so much from you. Yeah. I think I lost me. The old me. Mm. Like I say, the funny me, the happy me, the confident me. Because I lost all of those. Like you say, I didn't just lose breaths. Yeah. You know, like you say, I've lost, like, you know, I, I don't like going out so much on my own now. I've only recently started coming here and mixing with you people, you know, people who care or who get me it strips everything from you yeah I don't think I'll ever be me again never it's just taken so much yeah. and like you said people say yeah but 
you're alive. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I think I'm going to be grateful. You, you yeah. haven't lost. Yeah, but it's hard. You know, yeah. that's what they, they seem to say. I you mean, know, you have to be grateful. You be, they said to me, you'll be grateful you stood out. I went, be grateful for what? what? Yeah. I said, I'm walking down the bleeding high street now. We've got to move your head like this. Yeah, you know. I said, I just feel ashamed of what I've lost. Well, that's because I know, because like I say, I've lost my breast, I'm a uniboober now. And like I say, I wear this horrible thing, and it's actually affected the way I walk. So much so that I've got constant pain in my back up here. I can't walk as much as I used to. Yeah. When you do, you like you're drunk, you walk to the side and you walk into things because your balance is completely out. Mm -hmm. The amount of times Mm -hmm. I've been accused of having a drink too many, and I'm like, I'm sober. I just have no balance. Yeah. You know, if yeah. I bend over to get something out of the oven, oh, I'm down on the floor yeah. before I know it. And it's, it's yeah, you can't do anything for yourself ever again. No, it's just like, because body image, like you say, I cannot get this one to match this one. I just can't do it. Yet my husband says, you know, you look fine, you look fine, don't worry about it. I say, but I do worry, you know, yeah. because silly things. But I've also lost the, I, I can't put my clothes on properly now because I can't retrain. And do my own bra up now. So I have to do that thing where you put it on at the front and swivel it round, which is a pain in the bum because then you've got to try and hoik it up. And mm. I hate it. And with I this heavy thing in, it takes yeah, you Yeah, it does. It takes you Like you say, this is what I'm going to so hot. I've got to move, move. I'm, I'm going to be late. You know, the fact that I can't dress myself properly. Yeah. At one stage, I couldn't even hold cutlery. You know, my son he used to have to cut my food up for me. Like, I was a child, and that was hard, that was. That's what the chemo did to me. You know, when you can't feed yourself or even wipe yourself, you know, when you've been to the toilet, that's really hard. Yeah. Whereas I, I was the old bit, like, that was my job. Yeah. And the roles reversed. Right. And that was really hard. So there's, there's that loss of role, because yeah. you're not doing what you did before, no. and you can't. But... In amongst that, you've got relationships changing because yes. of role reversal. And you're saying something similar to Tonya as well about dignity. Yes. And losing that dignity. It's horrible. And yeah, like, handing over responsibility of all household things to my husband, I found that hard. Because mm. like I said, I'd always like say, done all the banking, done all the shopping, everything. And then because I, I wasn't capable of doing it, I had to hand her over. Mm. And that's a hard thing to do. Mm. It really is. Your role is I was going to say, that, that was my, my you know, that's me. Mm. Whereas I had to sort of relinquish that. Yes, I know he was able to do it, but that's not the point. No. You know, he had to do the washing and that's my job. Mm. The feeling of being stupid. I don't know if yes. anyone else just, but because I forget things, I can oh, be talking. and yes. <laughs> forget, I've even forgot my own name before now. When I've been on the phone, and I've asked my name, and I'm, I, I don't know, and they're like, "What?" And you feel so stupid. But my my mom, I just chemo frogs a real thing. It take, mm-hmm. it strips your brain, and it's like actually, I, you know, I can't even do the job that I used to do yeah. because it requires you to yeah. be sharp. Do you know what I mean? And now I, I can't do that. The only room I remember what I've gone in there for is the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's the the finger. I think about that in the morning, probably about within the space of an hour, about six or seven times. Am I going to be near a toilet? Yeah. I've got to be near yeah. a toilet. Mm-hmm. Where the security guards now, they know now what I've been through. And I says to them, like, you know, 
it's it's one of them. It's a case of I need the toilet now. Yeah. Not in a couple of minutes now. Like, I know everybody's normal is different, but it's changed your normal. Yeah. And you've lost your normal, and it suddenly becomes this different this different life, this different world. Yeah. Jill, what about you? Well, I lost half a breast at the breast cancer treatment. And, and not only that, but obviously the memory thing was an issue for me as well. But I feel that I've lost um, part of who I am as a, as a, you know, a successful businesswoman, which is what I was over a year ago. Um, I mean, I've been looking after my mum who's got dementia during that time, just before the breast cancer diagnosis, so that had its effect on me as a yeah. full-time carer. Previously, you know, I would know the data protection act back to front, and I'd be able to quote it. Somebody said, you know, you're an encyclopedia of data protection knowledge, one of my clients, and I said, I'm sorry, I'm stepping out of this. I said, oh, gosh, you know, I can't do that anymore. I just cannot remember, you know, like you want supposed to be doing it where yeah. I am. So that's been really hard. But I made a decision. I'm going to rebuild myself. I've decided not to focus on what I've lost and what I can't do. I try and focus on what I can do. And I can do art. I can paint things at the moment. So I'm painting everything inside. Amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about breast reconstruction. But I'm thinking, I'm just, you know, it's occurring to me, I need a person reconstruction. Because I'm in a different world now. Mm. I'm seeing things from a different world. And the whole world has changed. And all the parameters have changed that I used to know before... You talk about before COVID, you talk about before cancer, really, before, you know. Yeah. I'm seeing myself, trying to see myself as a, as a, a person reconstruction mm-hmm. thing, because I'm not the same that I was. Yeah. I'm not going to get it back. I, I don't know, maybe I will. I don't know. But that confidence has gone. Yeah. That walking into a room, being able to network with loads of people, to what you're speaking to, you know, 100 odd people at a seminar, and I'd speak about information sharing. Those days are no more, and I'm thinking, okay, what next? So that's what I'm focusing mm-hmm. on, trying to reconstruct myself. Mm-hmm. How I'll do that, I'm not too sure, because yeah. it's all new. It's yeah. a yeah. totally new yeah. thing. I love that, though. I love that yeah. you're not just looking at the reconstruction of a body part, mm-hmm. but of you as a whole person. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that lightly, because yeah. the energy and effort that that, that takes yeah. must be enormous. must be enormous, but that concept... That, that kind of makes some sense. Mm. I just don't have the energy to get through the days it is. Yeah. Without finding the energy yeah. to to do something more. Yeah. No, I wanted to. I wanted oh, to get out. I, I couldn't stop in the hat. That's why I used to do all. That's why when I went to, I was doing art groups there and here, and then I was teaching. Don't bother with drive, and we kept saying. Take it easy, mate. You look shattered. I always have to have this working rather than sitting and think about it. I try by the time I get home from work. I do the kids' lunches for the next day, prepare dinner. I'm on my knees. Mm. I can barely keep my eyes open to see what's in front of me without Mm. doing anything else. And I wish I could. I wish I could find that strength from somewhere. Is that because of the chemo? Yeah, it just just battered me. It's just taken everything away from me. I can't even walk up a set of stairs without stopping midway to get my breath and start again or have my son behind me pushing me bum up. Come on, man. (laughs) You know, whereas I run a nursery. You know, I run a nursery Mm. with 47 children a day and I was on my feet all the time. Mm. And now, I mean, I still work, but, you know, after six hours of work, I'm, I'm on my knees. 
Mm. 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 And we're all different, aren't we? Yeah, no, I'm completely different to you. I mean, my daughter's mm. grown up and stuff, and you've got mm. children mm. and things. So we're all different. And one of the things I, I've discovered is not to compare yourself with other people. Because mm. it's yeah. so easy to think. It's so easy to think that. We just do it. I think we do it normally, but... Yeah. We're all individuals. I know, and we I all know. Deal with I, I just feel, I feel for everybody. I feel for you all. And I keep saying, don't compare yourself with them. Because you're, I'm on a different kind, different kind of life thing yeah. to everybody else. And I just, you know, really feel... But I think the fact that we do feel for each other is really important. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't understand what you're going through. Can't possibly. Yeah. But feel, feel, you know, mm-hmm. my heart kind of thing. It's a strange thing, isn't it? Because... The one thing that unites you is the word cancer. But actually, what type of cancer you've got, how that's in, what that's done in your body, the consequences of that, how that's impacted your mental health, all of that is different. And it, you, you're right that, that sometimes it's not helpful to, to look at somebody else and go, OK, I'm, I'm, I must be doing something wrong or I must be failing in some way because it, it's not like that. And actually, your your story is your story, your experience is your experience, yeah. and every one of them is valid. Yeah, I still feel as though I'm stuck in the middle, that I've got no emotions to anything. I just feel as though the fear, obviously, that we all had through the word cancer, I just think that, obviously, facing it, had to do that, but now I'm stuck between heaven and hell. Does that sound daft? Because it, I just feel as though I don't know which way to go. Now, yeah. am I still, because my treatment's finished, am I still fighting breast cancer? Am I cured now because I've finished my treatment? Where am I now in this cancer journey? Yeah. I just don't know where I am. Nothing phases me, really. I find it quite hard to show my emotions a lot but also as well with the now already I'm getting more anxious now because I know I've got a fight on my hands now to get the other breast off because we are told that we can what what they say goes so I've got to put up a fight now to say the reason why I want this other breast off they won't just take it off unless we've got a valid reason because it's classed as a, a good breast. Mm. This is my bloody body. I've been through hell and back, you know, and, and you're telling me now this is what you're going to do for me. A man. Especially, I don't mean that against no, me. No, no, what no. I'm saying is, no. it's like me telling you about your private parts. This is how mm. it's going to happen. You, I'll never know because I haven't got what you've got, mm. you know. So... You haven't got what I've got, so it's that fight again. The fighting continues all the time. Yeah. And I don't, like I said, I didn't want to ring the bell because I didn't want to be too complacent about things and, and I'm frightened to literally move forward. Um, the other day I was in my daughter's garden and she'd cut the edge and there was a little tweak at the top that wasn't to my liking, so I got <laughs> the stepladders out. <laughs> put the step ladders down, half was on the slabs and the other half was in the soil. And before I knew it, I was at the top of them steps and all of a sudden there was me screaming because I toppled over 
I'd landed on my front, right on my chest and my belly, oh. and it hurt. I mean, I did have a little, it's going now, my bruising off oh, my oh, knees. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought I could do it mentally. Yes, I can do that. Mm. When people say, you've got to stop and think twice of what you're doing, hello. I just want to be that same normal person. Yeah. yeah. How many, how many mm. years is it going to take? You know, I may never be that same person again. I don't ever think I will be. Yeah. Because what the energy and mentally and physically that it takes out of your body from day one, it's, I just think, well, more, the word brave, it's, if, if there could be a word a million times up steps, I don't think it was, we're more than that. Because what we go through, it's just it's just incredible yeah. how the human body works. Because you know, for sort of be sitting here telling our stories now, whether or not we've had a good experience or national health or private or wherever, but but then there's huge mistakes yeah. being made still. And to me, they've got to make this cancer word because you see all the pictures like Carrie Ann says about um, the ladies who have fought cancer and you know sitting there with their hair done and whatever and probably going out dancing and stuff like that come and take a photograph of me when I'm crawling on my hands when I've just missed the toilet or I'm being sick or my nose is peeing of blood you know and stuff like that and then I haven't changed my I haven't got out of bed and I haven't washed and I'm still in the same underwear for three and four days. Yeah. But my girls come up and they change me in bed. You don't see any of that. Yeah. Not so yeah, ever. And for all you know, the, the loss, everything on that board there, I think everybody can relate to every single one of those. I mean, it's not just picking one, it's absolutely everything. It's all of it. Everything is neat. Yeah, you can't just say. And I think what I heard in there were a few things of loss there, because obviously the people listening to this can't see that board up there. So what I heard in there was a loss of being able to make decisions about your own body, Mm -hmm. that somebody else is telling you what you can and can't do, and a loss of being able to make the decisions of even those simple things of, well, before I would have gone up those step ladders and chopped that bit of hedge so that it was right, but now I'm not allowed to make that kind of decision because I can't do it. And just a loss of the person you were before. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's just going forward now. Yeah. Like you said, looking for the positives of what you can do. I mean, I'm a great garden lover. It, it's my sanctuary, my garden. Mm. and it's just going out there and I'll get a little bit frustrated because I can't carry on with the next job because I can't do that job I haven't finished Mm -hmm. that job because I cannot do do it it. I physically cannot do it and I'm having to wait for somebody to come to do that job for me and I'm fed up with myself I'll give myself a headache can you help me? can you do this? can you do that? I'm like a winding machine all the time not that people mind, because they're like a shop and they do it for me. But it's me just asking all the time. Yep. So I wonder then for you guys, with those changes and with whatever that normal was that has changed and isn't there anymore, has that left you with a, 
a shift and a loss of what your future might have been. Has it changed that at all? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I didn't see myself as 47, feeling like I'm 90. For a start. Mm-hmm. I'm very independent. I run my own home. I live on my own with my children. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to decorate, I decorated. If I was in the garden, I did the garden. If I wanted to go out walking, I'd go out mm-hmm. walking. No, I can't. My poor dog don't get walked anymore. She has to make her own exercise in the garden because mm-hmm. I physically can't. She's a big dog. I can't yeah. take her for a walk anymore. It, it, it's those sort of things, the loss of being able to do that. Whereas yeah. if I had had cancer, I'd still be doing it all mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd still be out there enjoying my life mm-hmm. and not worrying every time I've got a twins that it was back again. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do this because I've got a hospital appointment. I can't go there because... This is due. Right. Your whole life is just. It's been interrupted. I hate having to depend on Greg like to get the scooter out or get it in on his trip. Tripped over a stick and you hear him mumbling, going, How many bleeding sticks do you want? <laughs> um, and then I get a bit hurt there because I think, you know, it has affected his life as well. And the other day I tried to get the scooter out on my own. So I started the job, which really I should have known I wouldn't have finished, because uh, the back end of it's quite heavy. And we were up the caravan and he caught me. He went, we went, what are you doing? <laughs> he said, no, but that, I feel for that for him as well, mm-hmm. because his life's changed as well, only in a small way, really, like you said, with my mobility. But, um, but there's been a loss for somebody that you love. Yeah. He's lost something of what yeah. his normal was too. That's right, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. I can feel myself getting a bit emotional, so it's okay. Um oh. I'm <laughs> I'm fed up with losing things. It feels like it's just one after the other. Mm. And when you think this should be it now, yeah. Yeah. I should have done. They'll come and tell you something else. Yeah. yeah. And you've got to adapt again to something else. And um, and that is so hard. Yeah. And um, because you think, oh, I've done this. We'll do this. We'll beat this. We'll do this bit, and then that'll be. It. Somebody give you a break. And then something else will happen. Like now at the minute, I'm 35 years of age walking with a walking stick. And that to me, that's really hard because that's my independence, my mobility. And I'm not independent anymore. I never, nobody did nothing for me. Mm-hmm. I can't even leave my own home without somebody now. Yeah. Um, I have to get dropped here. I have to get picked up. Um... I can't, you know, everything has to be planned. Um, the last few weeks, I'm on that high, I'm now on that high dose of meds that we need until I get more treatment. Um, I literally just lie on the sofa. And that is a killer for me. I'm watching the world go by and I want to be in that world. Yeah. And this is stopping it. Yeah. And I don't... And I think myself, look, if they hadn't caught that when they caught it over two years ago, I would have died. So I think, well, I've had two years on that. 
that's a bonus. And I plan to have more. But this is stuffy. Yeah. And um, so when I, that initial last, I lost like everybody else. I lost in the space of seven and a half hours surgery. I lost my job. I lost my income. I lost my role as a mum. I lost my, I lost everything you can imagine. I lost a major part of my body. And that's just carried on. And every time I think I've come to terms with that and I've got a grip on that, yeah. they just tell me something else. Relentless. And it's something else. And you're just meant to pick yourself up and carry on. Yeah. And, and this, I find this time really hard. Because I'm like, how much more can you throw at me? At what point do you think she deserves a bit of a break? Yeah. And sorry to upset everybody, but I am going through a really tough time and I'm oh, trying yeah. I'm trying my best and I'm and I'm here. <laughs> and I'm here and I'm still and I won't and I've always said you'll have to keep me off this planet because my kids need a mum. But I just want just a little bit of a break. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And, and I want somebody to take a bit of responsibility in a way because I'm having to fight everything. I'm having to fight the hospitals, the doctors, the, my GP. I'm having to ring round. I shouldn't have to do that. I should be reserving my energy for the rubbish you're going to pump in me to keep me here. Yeah. Not ringing up hospitals and... Jeremy, so, so my loss is ongoing. So yeah. when people think, when I initially thought of loss, I thought, well, whoa, like you all, it drops you in that pool and it's a ripple effect. But mine's just ongoing and it hasn't stopped you. Yeah. Yeah, right. Thank you. Sorry to upset everybody. <laughs> just because listening to everybody, I could literally have said that everything you've all said yeah. was me, yeah. and then I could add a ton more on top. Yeah. You know, don't apologise yeah. for, for that. It's the reality of what you're living yeah. through, what others are living through, and that's part of what this is about: is getting out there the, the reality of what this is. Um. So please don't apologise for being emotional and sharing your story because it matters. But like I said, I just gotta pick myself yeah, back up. Yeah. It is. It's yeah, anger yeah. because you're angry because you're like I didn't choose this, and I get angry because I watch people destroy their lives. And I said mm. all a lot, this mm. is what really angers me. And we've had this discussion many a times in our support groups. We watch people destroy their lives intentionally, a lot by choice, not all, but a lot by choice. And all we want is a life. Mm. All we want is our life and a chance to live in, a chance to be a mum or go to work. It's stuff we would have looked at before as being really trivial yeah, and used yeah. to get on our nerves. I can't even arm oh, a kid's school uniform. You should be able to. Joe, you send me mad on a Sunday, stand there for three hours and arm the uniform. That's all I want to do now. I have to do one a day. Yeah. 
because that standing in that kitchen for that 15 minutes I'm done yeah you know what I mean yeah all the things that people take for granted that's but, what you're saying yeah, yeah. I, know. I know it's there's an innocence isn't there that's mm. lost when, yeah bef- before cancer mm. there's this innocence of what life is and what you get and how you're treated and that illness put you know severe illness happens over there to somebody else you all know that at some point in our lives we are going to die but you live with an innocence if that's not until way over there and then all of a sudden cancer comes into your world and that innocence is Gone. I always said we always gave we all gave our five pound to stand up to cancer or to whatever charity cancer research whatever charity we want to discuss. Watch the program, shed our tears, turn the television off, and went back to life. Mm-hmm. And until you enter that world, you haven't got a clue. There is no going back to life in that sense. It's... No, there's no turning the television off and going back to. Normality. And it's all the waiting as well, isn't it? Waiting for the answers and stuff. Living with uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, like, you know, others can't see you guys right now, but I'm sat here looking at all of you and I can see your faces. I can see just how much thought you're in and you've, you've kind of gone in your head to that place of understanding what, Carrie-Anne's just shared and and sort of reflecting on that in your own heads of your own experiences I can see that on all your faces and it's heartbreaking to know that you guys in this room kind of get it mm. know how she's feeling and we feel helpless yeah but in a way without these guys here you haven't got that outlet Mm. because you are just meant to pick yourself up and you're meant to carry on Mm. and um and i'll say without you guys i don't know what would be going on in my head i don't know how i'd express it because you just you would go crazy yeah without an outlet of being able to cry or shout or laugh or Look, this group's got me through the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a special place, this. Yeah. Mm. Always has been in my heart. Mm. You guys have all been through massive loss. But what you seem to be saying is that within that, you need a place and a space to express that and be understood as to what that's like. And you need an outlet. This is is a sanctuary, I think. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm basically living here for my Wednesdays because mm. yeah. I don't do nothing else in the week, yeah. and I actually live there for the Wednesdays, knowing I'm coming down there. And you know, some Wednesdays, like you say, if you if you're upset, we have some good laughs as well, don't we? Oh yeah, yeah. good laugh. Yeah. We we'll talk about everything you go in. It's usually my partner or somebody else, isn't it? Or the dog. Or the dog, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, just, it's a lovely place. And like you said, she's just let out all that emotion. Mm. But we all understand as well. Yeah. We do. We're all here for you. We do. You know that anyway, don't you? Like, I could walk through the door 
any time, same as all of us, and whether it was Tracy or Kelly or whoever was in the front office, I know they would stop and speak to us. And that's all anybody out there needs to know, that there is always somebody here who is ready to make you the cup of tea or just give you that five minutes that you need. And I think that's what everybody needs to know because that's what you just said. Mm -hmm. My mother up yesterday was like, I hate seeing you like this Mm. because I am down at the minute, I'm struggling. And he's like, I hate seeing you like this and then I'll carry on with what he's doing. And Mm. I'm like, great, so now I'm... Feel guilty because you've got what you've done to them. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying to Kevin earlier that I've made, I've had more connection with you guys here on a Friday than what I have done with my four best friends not Kate my friends on my hands my four best friends since since my diagnosis mm-hmm. I've been able to relax more and speak more here mm-hmm. than anywhere and it's been an absolute godsend mm-hmm. coming here like you know mm-hmm. I just wouldn't have known what to have done mm-hmm. I look forward to come in here it's not always easy we no. talk about some quite difficult things but we yeah. always leave feeling better than we yeah. walk through the it's door it's difficult to get here as well sometimes yeah. emotionally yeah you know to make the effort and to get here yeah So we've just been listening to this group of people and talking about the physical losses, lack of mobility, of body parts, you know, someone talked about losing their breast, but also the the mental and emotional losses, dignity, innocence, independence, even that sense of who they are, they become this cancer patient rather than the real them, them that, that still exists underneath it all somewhere. And you may be thinking, listening to that, Actually, I I get that. I understand that. That's how I feel too. And I hope that this podcast helps you not feel quite so alone, that some of the things you're experiencing actually are very common amongst cancer patients. And that's not to diminish how you feel, but hopefully to help you feel not so isolated, that others do get it absolutely and I think for me Tracy this podcast you know really resonated with me because the very existence and the reason that how Harry is here is because when we went through with Harry you know yes we lost Harry so that's the typical like you say sense of the word loss you know we lost our son but actually it did start much earlier on from that point of diagnosis when We lost our routine as we knew it, our lifestyle, relationships, finance, you know, our house. The list is just endless. And again, it brings it back to that experience and what somebody's going through is just so individual Mm. to you and your family. And we can't judge that. We can't have a tick box system. And that is the very reason that we are here. So we we hope if this podcast has been beneficial to you, it's resonated with you, or you acknowledge and have learned from today that you need some support with whatever loss you are going through, then please do reach out to us at www.hhho.org.uk or do give us a call on 0121 783 5407. We are here to help. And sadly, since recording this podcast, one of the 
people in this has actually passed away from their cancer. But we know from talking to her that she would still want her story out there. If there's a chance that she can make a difference to somebody else's life, then she would want this to still be out there making that difference. So we proudly keep her in this recording so that her story can be told. 